0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, I have gotten the order from up high. And by up high, I mean my number one guy. The S to the P to the one, two, three, Sid Puller the third. I have been told we need to make this quick. Because my man got boosted today. And he feeling it.
0: Boosted! Oh man. I don't know. I don't know what, what made me feel worse. Getting boosted or watching this episode of Raw?
1: There were some good things on it.
0: There was some good things on it, but overall, this was a boring show. <laughs> that, that that's that is my that is my biggest takeaway it's a boring show with two to three good
1: matches they they do have some really good things working on monday night raw but the problem is is they don't and it's not that they have a lack of talent it's that they for whatever reason don't give enough effort to make the entire show good they have some really really good pieces There's some stuff that's not good yet that I think definitely has potential. And maybe we'll talk about a couple of those things coming up here soon. Um, But yeah, like more often than not, when I watch Raw, I get more excited about where things are heading and what the future could hold than what I'm presently watching. If that makes any sense whatsoever.
0: Um, No, because it's WWE and it doesn't make any sense to be optimistic about things.
1: I'll tell you one thing I am optimistic about is this card at the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing that WWE does better than anybody is build up hype, uh, especially around a major match like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. That package that they put together tonight was arguably the best thing that we saw on the whole damn show. We'll take that out of the equation when we get into the five count, because I'm going to ask you, Sid, we, there were some good things, but I'm going to ask you what the best thing you saw on the show was tonight we had people complaining all look we get so damn negative on this Sid don't give me your eyes all right don't give me the damn eyes we get so negative on this show I want to talk about the positive things for one damn time if we can't so let's focus on some positive things but we had people complaining online that we got a free match between Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins we will get into that we had people complaining online about the leaked alleged cover of WWE 2K22, if you even care about such things. And also, Sid, for the last two weeks, <laughs> the last two weeks, we have been talking about something that probably ain't going to be happening. I'm going to ask the all-important question, did we waste our damn time? But first things first, we got to talk about it. Mello don't miss, and neither does Sean Rossap. And he had another bomb that he dropped today, an SRS bomb on FightfulSelect.com. So we'll start off with our lead story and the potential ramifications of it. Surprisingly enough, Cody Rhodes is supposedly a free agent. The reigning TNT champion, one of the EVPs of AEW, is reportedly working with no contract whatsoever nothing in the front office nothing as far as management's concerned nothing as talent he is working as a freelance contractor for AEW on a a basically a handshake agreement right now Cody Rhodes could show up on Friday night Smackdown if he wanted with a TNT championship around his waist do I think he's gonna do that hell to the nah but this is very very interesting when you when this when this dropped uh, on monday afternoon what was your uh, initial reaction and now that you've had some some time to kind of stew on it where what are your thoughts thoughts on the fact that cody Rhodes right now is a free agent on martin luther king jr
0: day 2022 i know you're going here with this an american hero has become a free agent as a symbol of slaves being set free. Cody I'm Rose, you are
1: American.
0: an inspiration for
1: the rights of every man. To
0: us all. I mean, I, I also, ladies and gentlemen, I have a direct quote from Cody Rose on January 17, 2022. It is a direct quote. I can't tell you where I got it from. I can't tell you the sources because I just made them up, but (laughs) Cody had to say, I have an American nightmare that one day my biracial little daughter will not be judged by the color of our skin, but by the content of my wrestling character. I have an American dream today. And, yeah, I mean, he's inspirational in so many different ways. But to talk seriously about oh, it, my my initial reaction to this was, wow. Like, I, we heard the teases from Sean Rotsap all day and yesterday that he had some big news. So when you see the initial uh, headline of Cody Rhodes is a free agent, it catches you by surprise. It drops your jaw on the floor. But as I've done a couple of videos as I've been able to talk about it and think about it more, this plays into Cody Rhodes and what he's doing on television right now. That is, that is the key to all of this. And nine times out of 10, when, when stories get leaked, if it, if it ain't by my good brother, Cassidy Haynes, AEW kind of conveniently it works out for them when these type of stories get leaked especially by by the by the one and only Sean Rossat. but this can play into Cody's character it's helped out WWE as well because the chatter on social media and online today was oh Cody Rhodes to to the Royal Rumble that's gonna be the guy who walks through the forbidden door I don't think that's gonna happen I would love for it to happen and watch the wrestling online world burn but that, that would That's not going to happen. Cody Rhodes is one of the building blocks of All Elite Wrestling. If it wasn't for him and what the Young Bucks did at All In in Chicago in 2018, I was there live on the floor. I witnessed it. That was the origin story of All Elite Wrestling. He has his fingerprints in the creation of an entire promotion. He's not going to leave. I don't think he's going to leave. Uh, Wrestling Observer has reported that they said uh, Cody Rhodes is working on a new deal with AEW. But I guarantee you, the I, I just have a a distinct feeling this will become a new element of his character.
1: I think, if anything, if, if this is is working up to be a play like this was leaked on purpose and I'm not, I'm not saying that Sean Rossap is is part of some ongoing storyline or something that's going to be used that Sean's not that guy. What I will say is this might be used as some drama for roads to the top. The guy is in a reality show. This could be part of an angle that's being worked on there. Something that they may be talking about there, or it could be something as simple as, Hey, I've been away for a while, so I haven't physically been able to sign my contract yet. It
0: could be something that is that actually doesn't work out because around the time when you know Sean Rossap in his report for Fightful, he said that his contract expired at the end of two thousand twenty-one. So either before or after they crowned him the TNT champion, so they had plenty of opportunities to sign him to a new deal. Either understand understand that he's been. He's been on television. He hasn't been off of TV. Before his contract expired, he was on, he had returned in September. He's been on TV for a number of months. He has been given opportunity. He has had opportunities to sign a new deal or to sit down with AEW. And if I'm AEW, if I'm a company and he's one of the building blocks, one of the EVPs, I would try to get the deal done before it expires. I think that Cody Rhodes, there's a reason behind this. That's why I'm saying I think that it's going to be become, become a part of his on-screen character.
1: All I'm saying is we, we've heard it from two of their biggest signees in recent times that they wait till the final second to sign those damn contracts. It's almost like they get a handshake agreement and then they move forward with everything. And it's like, oh, hey, Daniel, you want to sign your contract real quick? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm eight minutes for. I'm getting ready to go out and make my debut. Yeah, let me sign this contract real quick. I'm saying they've overlooked some things like that before, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's something like that. But more importantly, if I'm looking at this from Cody Rhodes standpoint, this is a smart man. This is a very, very smart businessman. You know WWE is going to be interested in you because they would want to pull Cody Rhodes over because Cody Rhodes, from what he's been able to do in AEW and what AEW has become, Cody Rhodes is way more valuable now yeah. than he was before the start of AEW when WWE was trying to sign him back then. And Sean Ross, one of the most interesting things that he said during his live stream today on Fightful Select, again, subscribe, go to their YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there, by the way, the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. You could win free stuff. We'll have information on that coming up here soon. One of the most interesting things that he said was the contracts, the numbers on the contracts that he've heard for some people who have re-signed for, for WWE have been mine or uh, no, he said for WWE.
0: Oh, uh, I, well, he, I, he also said that in the report for FIFO select that some of the, the numbers and the lengths of the contract in AEW are different from what they, Right? No, that's not what I'm believe. talking about.
1: What I'm talking about is the, the, the coin, the money mm-hmm. that WWE has been putting on top of their, their, their new deals. He said, some of those numbers that he's heard have been astronomical. I don't know if that's the exact word I'm using. I'm paraphrasing there. I don't want to put words in the man's mouth, but he said some of those figures might shock you. So Cody Rhodes would be very, very smart to sit here and go, okay, what are y'all offering? Well, what, let's just talk. Let's just sit down and talk, talk numbers, and then take that back to TK and say, hey, I love you. This is my company. I love the direction we're going here. I want to keep building this, but this is what they're offering. It'd be very, very hard for, for us to know what, what what Cody's thought process is on this. Yeah. Don't know motivations of people. Don't know what really matters to this. Hell, Cody Rhodes could be sitting back looking because there's also been reports that as far as like control of the company and EVP status for, for these guys, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and, and Cody Rhodes, it's basically been in name only uh, for a while right now. TK has been kind of running the show. So again, it all depends on how things actually are backstage. But Cody Rhodes could be sitting here looking at all the talent they brought in, all the talent they could be bringing in, and sitting here wondering, okay, where where is my spot in this company now moving forward three years down the line? Would it make sense for me to move over to WWE, where maybe I could be in the main event scene over there, where there's a thin roster right now? Especially with all the damn injuries, this roster is very, very thin right now. Especially from again, not a talent standpoint, but how the talent is booked. The main event scene is very thin right now. That's why we're getting Seth Rollins and, and Roman Reigns like that, because they didn't have any other backup plans. If I'm Cody Rhodes, maybe I'm looking at that. I don't know. What I will say is, because I'm not going to try and get into mind of anybody else. What I will say is, never say never. I know that is a, a WWE line. But there is so many things that have happened in the last 18 months to two years that I never would have believed would have happened ever in pro wrestling. I never thought we would see CM Punk in a wrestling ring again. I never thought we'd see Daniel Bryan in a ring outside of of, of WWE. I really didn't. I thought that guy was there. There have been so many different things that have happened. I'm not going to sit here and say, no, Cody Rhodes ain't going to be in the royal room. He could very easily just show up. And do a one-off appearance and then go right back to AEW. He could. Why the hell not? Hell, he could show up in spot 12, get eliminated, show back up in spot 29 as Stardust, and win the damn thing. I don't know. We don't know what the
0: hell Uh, be. I'll be the one to say it, ladies and gentlemen. Cody Rose is not going to be in the Royal Rumble. And I was with you. I was with you, and I was listening to you. I was with you along the way until you tried to make the point that Cody – would be looking at AEW and then look at WWE like, oh, that's more tantalizing. In AEW, he has control. In WWE, he doesn't. That's the end of that discussion. The money money thing is a great point, and that would be the reason why he would look at WWE, not for anything creatively or any position on the card because he has no control over that. It can look great from the outside looking in. And they can tell you, oh, we got this plan for you, this plan for you. And in the case of what we talked about yesterday on the Believe in Pro Wrestling
1: podcast with Mustafa Ali, that can change at the drop of a dime. Absolutely. Totally. But again, everybody has a price. So it yeah, stick, to, stick to the yeah, like I said, stick to the money. Thing. Don't has, tell me, yes, don't tell he me. has 100 percent creative <laughs> control in AEW. He does. Hands down. But how much is that worth to him? It's worth it's a lie. lot.
0: From what we hear from Cody, if we, we take Cody Rose, all we can do is take Cody Rose at face volume. Sure. And what he said in the past, that's very important to him. But at the end of the day, money talks. So that would be that would be if I was going to be the devil's advocate in this conversation, that would be the thing I would stick on and not try to make any type of hypothesis of Cody Rose thinking that, oh, it looks much better in WWE where Vince McMahon changes his mind every minute.
1: But it starts with the money and then the rest trickles down. Right. It starts with the money and you go, okay, that's really, really good. But how can I position myself? How can I try to make this work? Hell, maybe he works out some kind of incentive where he gets the rights to Starcade. Who the hell knows, man? Like, he might be able to work out some other stuff there. But all I'll say on this before we wrap this part up is it is very interesting. And anybody who's who's just writing this off as he's an AEW lifer and this is a slam dunk that this isn't going to lead anywhere. It was also a slam dunk that Kevin Owens was going to leave WWE and head over to AEW. There's no such thing as a slam dunk anymore. Money talks. That's all I'm going to say. And if Cody Rhodes is as smart as I think he is, he going to listen to that offer. That's all I'm going to say. Before we get into the five count here, we also had a confirmation ESP3. I almost called you EC3 for some reason. I have a problem with three letters. Um, I don't know What's why. up with this guy, ladies and gentlemen? I don't know why. I'm just going to start... I'm just going to start calling you by your legal name. Uh, (laughs) Confirmation. Elimination chamber. Confirmed. February 19th. Another Saturday pay-per-view. Love that. In Saudi Arabia. So they they are just no crown jewel. No, none of that. Just, hey, here's our traditional elimination chamber pay-per-view. And we're just going to put it in Saudi Arabia. Your reaction. Um, I think it's a good decision.
0: I mean, anytime you can, you have already a pay per view in place, Elimination Chamber traditionally, even when it was no way out, is in February. It makes sense to put that a part of the Saudi Arabia kind of trip because in the past, the super showdowns and stuff like that, it's just been placeholder names for a glorified house show. You're Correct. coming off the heels of one of your. Pro- Nah, I'm not going to say. It's not arguable. It's the best Saudi Arabia show that WWE has ever done. And now you're you're after that after that show where you had a match of the year candidate inside of Hell in a Cell, you're bringing over the Elimination Chamber. It's very cool. It's it's a very it's an, it's a nice thing to bring to those fans in Saudi Arabia that you know are going to be vocal, that are going to respond well. So hopefully WWE puts together a quality card coming off the heels of what I think is an all-time Hard for the royal rumble
1: it's going to be a very very quick build i would imagine we're going to see a lot of rematches uh, outside of the uh, elimination chambers matches themselves yeah. um because let's be honest we're going to get our two number one contenders from the royal rumble for two of the titles and then we're going to figure out who our number one contenders are in two of the elimination chamber matches that would be my guess um i prefer this than just trying to cram a random saudi arabia house show pay-per-view spectacular yeah. I prefer this 100%. Okay, fine. You want to put a pay-per-view in in Saudi Arabia? Put one that freaking matters. We know the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view matters. It's on the road to WrestleMania. I would have liked to have seen it pushed off just one more week. Because, again, three weeks of build to a pay-per-view, and then you have five or six leading up to WrestleMania.
0: Mm. To be honest, you don't need a big long or four week build for the Elimination Chamber. You nine times out of ten, they're not even going to do qualifying matches for the Elimination <laughs> Chamber. They're just going to rant on the on the very they next episode.
1: Enough, they don't have enough women to do a qualifying matches for an elimination. Also
0: true. Also true. <laughs> also true. So they're just going to name who's in the Elimination Chambers probably on the Raw after Raw Rumble. So. They right. don't need to, they don't need, They. I don't, I don't have faith in WWE to give us three weeks of a buildup after they already named the people in the
1: chamber. All right, let's answer the five count here. The five biggest questions from the Monday that was the world of professional wrestling. A lot of this is going to be centered around Monday Night Raw, obviously, but a couple other nuggets we're going to add in, in uh, this count as well. We'll start with number one. Which we're going to stay positive here, Sid. Positive. What was the best thing you saw on Monday Night Raw last night? What got you excited? What what had you fired up?
0: I mean, Kevin Owens versus uh, Damian Priest was a very good matchup. Those guys worked very well with each other. And it was the type of matchup where I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. So I wouldn't mind that being for, you know, the United States title down the line. Uh, Chad Gable was was absolutely outstanding during yes, his was. whole segment. The graduation for Alpha uh, Academy. He had the the crowd in the palm of his hand. Same with Riddle, RK, bro. These uh, I wish we got some of this before we got the title change. I think that I would have been more invested in that title change last week if we got some of this beforehand. So I really enjoyed that. Um the main event was good before the lane finish that I knew was gonna happen. Yeah, and we'll get there. So yeah, uh, uh, so the, the the only thing that was good without me like having a nitpick or complaint <laughs> behind it is the the RK bro and um, Alpha Academy segment and the Damian Priest versus Kevin Owens match.
1: So it, it, it's it's amazing to me to think because you you look at. The, the raw tag team division which especially compared to the smackdown tag team division is actually really stacked it's 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 very nicely set up compared we actually here, yeah. had we had four legitimate actual tag teams in in a match later on in the night and then we had these two these two actual tag teams and these were two teams that i was skeptical on when they both first got put together maybe I would have been more on board with Chad Gable and Otis if they had actually dived into their 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 past together in real life and actually took that on screen. I would have dived in. I would have been like, okay, this actually makes sense because at the time, they just pulled Otis apart from Tucker and had them feud for no reason. They let Tucker go. They didn't even they, feud. Uh, don't, yeah, don't, really, don't, they don't. didn't. <laughs> it was like a quick turn, and then Tucker was off TV.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: yeah, so... <laughs> And then they just it just seemed like a random pairing with with Chad Gable. But I'll tell you what, man, Chad has really gotten an opportunity to shine and show WWE that they have badly missed out on all of the the entertainment value that he brings as a character. We knew the guy could go in the ring. I mean, the guy's the freaking Olympian. We know he can go in the ring. We know we've seen in, in spurts what he can do guy had a a, a, like a what a three-minute match with randy orton that was one of the best three-minute matches you will ever see but he's funny he's entertaining he knows how to work with the crowd he knows how to roll with the punches he knows how to react with 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 otis otis by the way the the bug eyes he gave when he started talking about academic challenge, he's like oh god (laughs) all of it worked and then you add in riddle who more often than not, I just find his character annoying and not not in a good way. Occasionally, I don't. He, occasionally, I he don't. Him, I but...
0: went to college with a whole bunch of riddles, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I I went to college. That is that is like like sometimes, yeah, they make him a caricature of what yes. of what he could be. It's too but over to, the top. Sometimes. but tonight that was perfect. That it was perfect. that was that was pitch perfect, playing off of what Chad Gable offered.
1: All four of these guys. Work incredibly well with each other. WWE struck gold with this combo, Alpha Academy and arcade Bro, and I hope they keep it going for a, a little while longer. I don't have sooner or later they're going to start the build to Orton versus Riddle because I still think that that's going to be a WrestleMania match, and you can't tell me any different. um But the, that that whole segment right there, yes, absolute gold by far, the best thing I saw on the night. I do want to mention. Just an honorable mention. I'm not saying it was the best thing I saw tonight. I'm not saying it's the best thing I saw out of her ever. I'm going to say I am. I don't know if excited is the right word, because, again, I'm not optimistic, especially when it comes to Nikki A.S.H., but I am encouraged by the direction that her character has started to go. The thing that killed it tonight was the random promo between Carmella and and Queen Zelina because they had no business being out there before that match. None whatsoever. They were basically used as pawns to create a distraction for Nikki to attack Rhea, and then we didn't even get the damn match. You want to know why? Because they're the only women's tag team that are left, and they literally didn't have anything else for them to do on the whole damn show, but that is a topic for another day. Yeah. Nikki... My God, her promo tonight. Well, it it was good. It wasn't anything earth shattering. It was the best dialogue that she's gotten since she put on the mask, <laughs> which again, further proves your point, sp 3 that they don't know how to write or book baby faces well at all, at all. And the best baby faces that they have on the whole damn show are the ones that get to talk for themselves. Yep. I'm encouraged by Nikki because you can see. The the, the storyline there. She believes that she's the hero in her own story, which we all want to believe that we are. And sometimes we're too damn blind to realize that we're in the wrong or we're actually the bad guy in this situation. And I think it is only going to further drive Nikki down this, this twisted path and maybe lead to maybe a combination of crazy Nikki with some kind of, you know, work in with this new character. I'm encouraged by it. I'm not optimistic, but it's a lot better than what they've been having her do recently. And I'm looking forward to more of that. And I'm also hopeful that maybe this will lead to her and Alexa Bliss kind of finding some some balance and getting back together as a team, because once again, they need more tag teams. uh, I mean,
0: all I can say is that sounds all fine and dandy, but AEW is doing that same story better with the aforementioned Cody Rhodes. So, <laughs> yes, it was better dialogue than what Nikki A.S.H. usually gets, but, I mean,
1: It's I, not a I high guess, bar. I guess, I guess dirty bar.
0: dirty water is better than dirt, I guess, this <laughs> water is involved.
1: When, I, when we were pre-show prepping, texting, you know, everything, I said, look, this ain't a high bar. No. It ain't a high bar, but I'm encouraged at the direction that she's heading and I'm willing to Dare I say the dreaded words? Let it play out. Uh, we will go to number two now the aforementioned main event between Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. They announced this about three, two, three o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time that this match was going to be on the show. Uh, Sean Ross at com again, uh, saying that this was going to end up being the main event. And I can't tell you how many fans, how many members of the media I immediately saw. Start bitching about this match being set up for tonight. And it had a lot to do with the fact that Seth Rollins is competing for the Universal Championship in, in a week and a half. Uh, Bobby Lashley has this big matchup with Brock Lesnar coming up for the Royal Rumble, competing for the WWE Championship. And everything from I don't like this because these neither one of these guys should be looking weak right now. They shouldn't be facing each other. They should be uh they should be racking up wins, heading into the pay-per-view. Yeah. But also, you got to look at Monday Night Raw and go, okay, we also got to put on some pretty damn good matches and some pretty good damn matchups. And Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins, at least for the wrestling fans, should be enough to get people invested in stick around until the main event.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's I think the the, funniest, thing. I think the booster's
1: kicking in too
0: much. No, man. that's the. you've said on this show bobby lashley and seth rollins is supposed to inspire wrestling fans to sit through that three-hour show to watch the match i guarantee you the third hour is the lowest hour of raw so that's not saying that the third hour is always the lowest hour no but but everything you said didn't make any sense how how were people complaining if they knew what's going to happen Yes, these are the two number one contenders. The number one contender for the WWE title versus the number one contender for the Universal title. Neither should be losing. Both should be winning. Why do you put these two together when we know the finish is going to be lame or bad? I, I, you can. There's a balance between putting on your best card possible.
1: Which is the question. Yeah, and protecting your talent. Number two, by the way, and uh, before SP three went on his rant and started laughing at me before I even finished the damn question. What is more important, putting on the best card possible, or protecting the talent?
0: I mean, there's a balance. There's a balance to this, ladies and gentlemen. And there was, I mean, where was Big E on this show? Oh, I mean, there. I, I, I honestly would have taken the Big E story continuing. Give us Big E versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley beats Big E. You continue the Big E story that he hasn't regained his confidence since day one, and that the Royal Rumble is his is his next is his next and opportunity. People, but then people
1: are gonna bitch that we saw a rematch, that we saw a match that we saw last this week. This was a rematch,
0: ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I if, if people if people were compl- any of the stuff you've complained about or said that people were bitching about are legitimate, are legitimate just That's observation. The it's it's observation. It's not complaining, ladies and gentlemen. You, Ladies and gentlemen, if you felt like Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins shouldn't be facing on this episode of Raw because WWE is incapable of giving us a good or decent or enjoyable finish to that match, you were absolutely right. I think there's a balance between putting on your best card possible or protecting the talent and if you're building if you're building up one of the all-timer Raw Rumble cards the more important thing is protecting your talent and like I said I just gave you another option that is a also a main event because Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins versed on that episode where Bobby Lashley turned babyface and beat all three guys in the WWE title picture but you know we you didn't mention that if people complained about that but people probably didn't complain about that week, because no because they don't remember that, but I, I didn't say a rematch from last week. I said Big E versus Bobby Lashley. That didn't hasn't we happened. Did you just get yet. that last week? No, we didn't. We got Big E versus Seth Rollins. Like, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Come on. Like, I'm just I'm I gave you a matchup that hasn't been done in a few weeks. It hasn't been done since the same amount of time we last saw Seth Rollins versus Bobby <laughs> Lashley, ladies and gentlemen. So I gave you a better option. Protect your talent. Bobby Lashley versus Big E is a better option for the show keep Seth on just the Kevin Owens show. All this was was a setup for Bobby Lashley to once again beat up the Hurt Business and the Usos to get the superkick on Seth Rollins they didn't get on SmackDown. And once again, what happened to the draft? What happened to the only time of year Raw and SmackDown
1: interact? Like oh, Dude, That went God. out the window when they put Seth Rollins in this title match. Oh, God. You knew that went out the window. The, the, the brand split I'm fine be with Seth. Be damned right now. I'm,
0: I'm fine with You got with too Seth. many
1: injuries on SmackDown. Brand, brand split, be damned. You got too many I'm damn injuries on SmackDown. I'm
0: fine right with Seth Rollins. Going on SmackDown. I'm fine with Roman Reigns going on raw. I'm fine with, with Brock Lesnar going on both shows and Bobby Lashley going over to SmackDown to confront uh to confront Brock Lesnar. The Usos have been appearing on Monday Night Raw consistently, it seems, since they've been drafted to SmackDown. That's my issue. It's not about the brand split, be damn a ah, la la la. Seth Rollins is versus somebody from SmackDown, so you, you shouldn't expect the brand split to be respected. I am talking about about the usos for what seems like the fifth or sixth time being smackdown tag team champions on monday night raw ladies and gentlemen
1: Well, a lot of that happened during the the one time only that raw and smackdown face off against each other in the build to uh, survivor series so a lot of that happened there which was post-draft and honestly as far as a storyline standpoint make it makes sense because Roman will send his cousins anywhere to do his bidding for him. So that I, I don't mind either so much. Um, I'll tell you what, when this matchup first got announced, by the way, to answer the question, I really didn't have that big of an issue because I think this is one of those things that people just get, they, they, they immediately go to the end. Did I know that this match was going to end in a disqualification? Yes, of course I did. So the argument of sitting here saying everybody needs to, these, these guys need to be winning matches and they need to be looking as strong as possible. Yeah, that that matters for somebody that you're building up like, oh, I don't know, Liv Morgan. Like Liv Morgan needs to rack up wins. Dewdrop needs to rack up wins before she's fighting for a time. Does Bobby Lashley need to rack up wins to 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 hike up his I'm not even talking about hiking up
0: wins. I'm talking about book a match where you can have a good finish. That's all I want. That's this all was I want. Storyline
1: progression finish.
0: It didn't progress any stories. All the Usos did is what they didn't do on SmackDown, and they could have done on SmackDown this week, and they just pushed it up a a couple of days.
1: I'll tell you what. They telegraphed how Brock Lesnar is going to win this matchup against frickin' uh, Bobby Lashley, the Royal Rumble. You know the Hurt in business is going to get involved and cause a distraction now. At least they're continuing that that kind of so
0: disappointing. We get Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley and the freaking hurt business interferes. Oh my god, that would that would be deflating. Like that honestly, that type of finish would ruin the whole card. I expect like you want to say I oh, you should expect these things. I expect a, a shady finish to Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Yeah, we're I probably believe... going to get
1: both title matches with shady finishes to be completely Oh, honest. I hope
0: not. I hope. Just keep,
1: keep Lashley wanna, and Lesnar. Because they're going to want to keep looking Last, they, They're going to want to keep look, uh, having Lashley look strong.
0: He can look strong <laughs> in a loss against Les. Are you telling me this company can't make Lashley look strong by losing
1: to, to Brock oh, Lesnar? They, they, they could, but will they? I don't know. I don't have faith in them to do that. I think this, look, tonight in a bubble, I don't have a problem with anything WWE did. The, the issue is, is they do this stuff too much to a point where when it kind of makes a little bit of sense to do it, it's, it's overkill because they do this over and over and over and over and over. We, uh, we see so many main events with DQ finishes and you know shenanigans that happen throughout the main event. We see this all the time. At the point where it actually makes a little bit of sense and it's actually okay to do it in a bubble, it's not because we see it all the damn time and they just browbeat us with it. And it's to the point where, yeah, when we get a clean finish, we're actually pleasantly surprised. That's the bigger issue here. Tonight, I don't have a problem. If you want to give me Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins on free TV, I'm never going to complain. And I enjoyed it right up until the damn finish.
0: I am when you book yourself into a corner that we knew the result of how you would get out of it.
1: That's another conversation for another day. Well, it's the same conversation. You're just trying to make it something else. (laughs) One of the more shocking finishes of the night. Kind of a clean finish, but kind of not. Damian Priest suffered his first pinfall loss in one-on-one competition. Let's let's just forget the fact that he lost a handicap match to a man with his pants down. (laughs) Damian Priest pinned 1-2-3 in singles competition for the first time since he's been brought up in January of last year. Quite an impressive run. Say what you want about his character development over the last few months, but this guy has been booked about as well as you can ask an NXT call-up to be booked. Kevin Owens, I'm looking at this man. He declared himself for the Royal Rumble tonight. Do I think he has a prayer of winning that? No, I do not. I do not believe for a second that we are going to get Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania for the second time in three years. Which, by the way, I'm sitting here. Kevin Owens is talking about that tonight. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why the hell are these two best friends all of a sudden when like two years ago they were at each other's throats at WrestleMania? But anyway. You just started asking yourself that. I just kind of remember, like I said you'll 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 for those people who are new to me and Sid you will have to understand something my memory is terrible you just saw you just saw case in point two seconds ago where I got confused and thought that we saw uh Lashley versus Biggie last week as and it was Seth Rollins and Biggie so you'll have to excuse me I'm well aware that my memory is not nearly as good as Sid's who basically has a photographic memory when it comes to wrestling there's a reason why he's on this program is because he's damn good and I'm just Thank a loud mouth but anywho Kevin Owens tonight pins Damian Priest. I firmly believe that Damian Priest will be in the WWE or Universal title picture before the end of 2022. Before that happens, the United States title needs to come off of him. You could do a whole lot worse than Kevin Owens, who's going to need a match at WrestleMania. Damian Priest and Kevin Owens, that would be a feud. I would be perfectly fine watching all the way up and through WrestleMania. So I will ask number three of the five count. Should Kevin Owens be the one to take the United States championship off of Damian priest? Hmm.
0: That's an interesting option. I'm going to say no, not because I'm not a Kevin Owens fan is because I am a Kevin Owens fan. And the last time they put the United States championship on him, he had that whack uh, <laughs> America gimmick and all that. He came out in a suit. It lasted about three weeks and then he just started dressing the, the same again. Like it went nowhere and yeah. they had no direction for it. And I could totally see them trying to do that again. So that's the only reason I say no, but I want to see Kevin Owens feud with Damian Priest because it could be nothing but good from what we saw tonight. A, the match of the night on Monday night, raw was Kevin Owens and Damian Priest actually got this quiet crowd into the show. So I have to give them credit for that. I just don't think, Kevin Owens should be the one to take the United States Championship off of him. plus to me, if that's the first thing he wins after signing a three million dollar contract, <laughs> my dude, I don't know I know the money good, but as far as your career, as far as the direction or where you where you feel you should be on the card, I don't think winning the United States Championship is the best thing for Kevin Owens I I rather. Had them explore the story with him and uh, Seth Rollins as a tag team. They seem to not be going in that direction. But I, yeah. I, I enjoy their interactions together enough that if if Seth Rollins is just going to be the champion for a WrestleMania season, I want them to still be friends for after WrestleMania season and get in the tag team picture then. <sighs>
1: That would make an already crowded tag team division even more crowded. But by that point, we expect RK Bro to be split up anyway, so yes. they would really just be kind of filling one slot. So exactly, I understand so where you. You're
0: you replace one super team with another super another team. team. It, it's yes, pretty exactly. simple. And I disagree. I and I, I think that Damian Priest can get a shot at the Universal WWE Championship in 2022. I don't think he's going to be in the the main event picture. WWE it takes them a while. I know he's. I know he's about to be forty years old. Exactly. But, they they but need to pull the trigger. I, sooner rather I than later. don't see him being in the picture or being a main event player until his forty second birthday.
1: <laughs> so what twenty twenty four? That's mm-hmm. what you're thinking for, for Damian Priest at this point. I think they're going to pull the trigger sooner rather than later. And you can tell by the way that he's booked that they have plans for him. I'm not saying it's going to be May. It could be November. It could be December. He could win that damn thing at day one, 2023. I think. I, I just have a feeling the way that they're booking him, that they have plans for him to be in that title picture sooner rather than later, definitely before he turns 42. Should Kevin Owens be the guy to take it off of him again? Yeah, I don't really see a whole lot of better options at the moment. Um, I would say Finn Balor would be a hell of a, a, an option that would give him something better to do than Austin than Theory. Do, than doing Austin. the job, Austin Theory. Austin Theory does make a ton of sense. Um, it all depends on what I on, on what you want to do with that championship. Do you want to use the title to elevate into the superstar, or do you want to use a superstar who can maybe elevate that championship up? Because we've seen guys like Seth Rollins win a mid card title before, and then make that the most important damn thing on the show. Did yeah. that with the Intercontinental title. I think Kevin Owens would be a really, really fun United States champion. I'm not saying that Damian Priest has been a bad United States champion. I think he's cooled off ever since they've done, they decided to take Damian Priest and turn him into two people. Um, yeah. He had a really, really cool, fun, likable gimmick that that people, or it wasn't even a gimmick, he was just being him. He was just being a really cool dude. Like, what was wrong with that? Um, WWE
0: don't like people being them.
1: You know That's what I would issue. love? You know what I would love? I would love for Kevin Owens to win the United States championship and turn it into the Canadian championship. Pull the pull the Lance Storm. I, I think Kevin Owens could have a lot of freaking fun with that. Um, I'll
0: be honest with you. It's, I've already seen Kevin Owens as a heel with the United States championship. If this was the Kevin Owens from a year ago, that was a baby face. I'd be more optimistic about this option because I feel like Kevin Owens as a baby face winning the United States Championship would be something, he could be something akin to John Cena in 2015 and have the open challenge because he's the prize fighter and he wants to fight anyone for his championship, something like that. Kevin Owens as a heel, I already feel like we are about a month away from just getting old again. <laughs>
1: I'll say this much. Kevin Owens is kind of like the new big show. He's a baby face one month. He's heel another month. They can flip him right back. Doesn't matter. The crowd loves yeah. him. It's very easy to flip him back into a baby face and they could do that really, really quickly. Uh, moving on to number four. You and I said have spent a great deal of time since this show started talking about the forbidden door and possible entrance into the, the Royal Rumble ever since that report came out from WrestleVotes. No Twitterverse. This isn't Fans making up nonsense this was an actual report from somebody who has been correct on backstage things before and all the report was is that wwe would like to and is working on pulling in some mystery forbidden door entrant into the royal rumble which a lot of us then went into speculation mode started talking about who we'd like to see who we want to be who it should be who we think it's going to be and we had thrown out everybody under the damn sun. And AEW makes a ton of sense because that's the biggest splash, right? Because the report said unexpected. Yeah. So when you think unexpected, you immediately go to AEW. Yeah. Now, we spent a great deal of time on yesterday's show talking about one John Moxley and how or why it would make sense for him to show up and how or why we think he's going to show up based on what we've seen on WWE TV. And, of course, while we're recording the damn episode, Wrestling Observer comes out and says, absolutely no involvement with aew whatsoever specifically mentioned john moxley and said that he isn't going to be on the show so sp3 i will ask you did we waste our damn time the last two weeks talking about this
0: no because i gave y'all the best advice possible when it comes to speculating on the raw rumble set your expectations for d brown <laughs> and if it if it's some if it's someone bigger than that we'll all be surprised we'll all be happy if it's something if it's D we'll all be like, oh man, SP3 was right. If it's someone below that, then we got an issue. But there's there's more options that are gonna be positive if we set our expectations for D Lo Brown. I've played with the option of John Moxley. I've told you why Brian Danielson wouldn't make sense. I told I played with the idea of Cody Rhodes on this very episode, yeah. but I I kind of knew. AEW wasn't going to get involved. It wasn't going to be someone from AEW jumping over to the raw Rumble. So I don't think anybody wasted their time just wrestling fans having fun, speculating, fantasy exactly. booking, so it's never
1: wasting time. Exactly, and that's my whole point. It's like I'm seeing I'm seeing people whose opinions I respect, who work for media outlets, I'm not going to call them out. They're, they're allowed to have their opinions, and I think a lot of them have been in the game so long that they're just kind of jaded and kind of over some things, but See, see, people.
0: This is how you know this is Rick Shovel because me, I mention people's <laughs> names. I don't care. I burn. I burn bridges. <laughs> I, I, he, Rick, it is Rick it Uchino Rickuccino. Rick Rickuccino is a professional, <laughs> ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm not saying not, that I, I am. haven't.
1: I haven't gotten to where I'm at in my life, which is nowhere by not kissing some ass, No, I'm kidding. Um. Uh, what I will say is, this is supposed to be fun. That's the thing, and 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 the most fun I get out of out of being a wrestling fan is honestly fantasy booking and thinking about the possibilities. And yeah. like, oh man, wouldn't that be so damn cool? And thinking, my God, imagine the reaction if MJF's music hit at the Royal Rumble, and then he caught he cut a damn promo on CM Punk, which was the exact option that I laid out. If I'm WWE, who I'm trying to get over and why. And then SP three call me an idiot. But anyway, like that's that's the whole fun of all of this. That's the fun of all of this is the fantasy book and talk about what we want to do. That's why we do the show. We do the show to have fun and to entertain ourselves and hopefully entertain you. So no, we didn't. We didn't waste our time. We aren't. We aren't. We aren't one of these idiots who actually thought John Moxley would be there again. The question we posed yesterday is: Does he make the most sense if they could pull it off? Always had that caveat there. If they could pull it off. We never said we never guaranteed that somebody would be there now to steal a Dave Meltzer line, by the way, from the wrestling observer, we're still nine days out. Plans can always change. Absolutely. It could be no AEW involvement as of Monday, January 17th. And then as of Wednesday, January 19th, somebody could agree to come on over. TK could sign that contract and say, yeah, sure. Go on over, Do what, do whatever you do. So. Plans can always change. Surprises always happen last minute. Who the hell knows what we're going to get at the Royal Rumble? But that report, Sid, all you were asking for was some intrigue around the men's Royal Rumble match. That report from WrestleVotes on Twitter, it did just that. It added Absolutely. some intrigue. It added some intrigue. Hey. And and it gave me a question to ask Kofi Kingston in our interview, which, by the way, is up right now on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe, it. Make sure to subscribe. And
0: even after this report came out, the Cody news caused people to think he's going to go to the raw rumble. So no. it's done nothing but good for WWE. And now ladies and gentlemen, I want to announce that I will officially be Rick Ucino's anger translator. <laughs> and the, the journalist he was talking about, I will use alias Raymond Siri from sports entertainment corporation. We coming for you. Nick and poop. <laughs>
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't. I don't know who the anybody. Number five. Before we wrap up, number five. Boy, people get mad online all the damn time about nothing, and something leaked out. Talk about leaks. Talk about reports. This leaked out earlier this week on Twitter. Bam. WWE 2K22 Deluxe Edition. There is a very colorful image of Rey Mysterio on the cover and people actually had an issue with this. And this is one thing that I had to ask. Did people actually care about who was on the cover of WWE 2K22 before that came out? Was anybody sitting there going, oh my God, it should be this guy. It should be that person. I can't wait to see who's on the cover. This ain't Madden. Anybody remember the last game, which arguably had the best, marketing campaign and one of the best covers and a historic cover in wwe 2k20 and then all of a sudden it was so damn bad that they didn't even put out a game the following year and people got upset about this i mean
0: people got excited about Roman reigns and becky lynch being on that that last one i mean i don't care (laughs) I, i haven't cared Who's been on the cover of a WWE game since CM Punk was on the cover back in 2014, 2015? I don't care. Game. It does not matter. There's no curse involved with this like it is with Madden. It's not based on who's, the, who's one of the better players or better wrestlers in the world. It's literally who WWE wants to make their marketing about. Who cares? Why do people make such a big deal out of this? Why are people saying negative things about one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, Rey Mysterio, because he's on the cover of WWE 2K? God. Ah. <laughs> See, this is why I didn't, this is why I didn't complain. I, I said the fans didn't complain before. They were making observations about WWE making poor decisions. Now, this is just fans complaining. I don't, I don't understand it.
1: I never will. If I had my option, would I have picked Ray Mysterio this year? Probably not. Probably not. I, I would have. Why? Huh? <laughs> why? Why would you?
0: <laughs> it's the 25-year anniversary of his match against Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc. Of course, I would pick Ray Mysterio.
1: Okay. I'd go with somebody who is maybe heavily, a little bit more heavily featured on TV.
0: Not, not only do I have photographic memory, ladies and gentlemen, I can do math very fast in my head. And that's how I figured <laughs> out it's the 25 year anniversary. of when he. I'm referenced.
1: very impressed that you came up with some kind of rationale. <laughs> you pulled that out of your ass that quickly. I'm very, if I had to pick, if you put a gun to my head and said, Hey, pick somebody, I'd go with the guy who is, I'd do it like they do with Madden. I would go with the guy who was maybe like one of the biggest stars of last year. Who dominated last year? It was Roman Reigns, right? Like, Roman Reigns dominated. He was, he was, he was on, on the cover good. in
0: 2020. Which
1: is why maybe I'd go with Bianca Belair. i go with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks and do kind of like, hey, history was made in 2021. I would do like an a homage cover to them and have those two ladies be on it. That would have been my choice. I'm not going to get mad at Ray Who cares? I'm not going to get mad that Rey Mysterio is on the damn cover. He's an icon. He's a wrestling icon. He's recognized all over the damn world. Put him on your freaking cover. Okay, it's a kick-ass cover. Look at this. That's a kick-ass. If that
0: turns out to be the cover, that's an awesome cover. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why Rey Mysterio is a better option than Bianca Belair is because he's going to do the 2K showcase where they cover his career and you get to, you know, relive and play in his actual career, which I think is going to be very cool. I want to do Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. I want them to have the the outfit from Halloween Havoc 1997. So I have no issue with Rey Mysterio being on the cover. I'm very I'm very that.
1: I'm very interested in this game, by the way. Not that I'm actually going to play it because I haven't had time to turn on a video game in 10 years. Um, but I'm very interested in this game because I think this might be the first wrestling game that's ever put out where the alumni section is actually bigger than the active roster. He <laughs> is SP3. I'm Ricky Uchino. Thank you guys for uh, joining us for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn those notifications on. Follow this man at TrueHeelSP3. Follow me at Rick Ucchino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O, for those who are listening on the podcast right now. And by the way, if you do all three of those things, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, if you follow SP3, if you follow myself on Twitter, you are registered to win a 50. I said 50. Yeah, $50 gift card to wweshop.com. All right, so if they put up one of those big promotions and say fifty percent off titles and tees tonight, you will have the opportunity to get a little bit more percentage off fifty dollars. It doesn't get all go a whole long way on WWEshop.com. Yeah, hey, that's at least one free shirt. You can get something nice. You can get something nice. We're gonna be giving that away. Royal Rumble weekend, which is right around the damn quarter so corner. So you better get registered. SB3 and I'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, as long as that booster shot doesn't kick your ass. (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Sid's already passed out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.